In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God, and his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, and to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you, Milton. Uh, it's been a great morning. Great morning. Thank you to the musicians and the sound people who put on such a great uh, thing for us. Let me pray, and uh, then I'm just going to share a few words. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of music, and we thank you that you've gifted certain people with the gift of music, and uh, all of us have been able to uh, re receive from them this morning in wonderful ways of, as we've sung your praises in these familiar Christmas carols telling the story of Jesus. We also thank you for your word. Thank you for those who've brought it to us this morning, reminding us of all that the build-up to the first Christmas and the coming of Jesus meant. And we pray that now as we spend a few moments thinking on the coming of Jesus, the very first Christmas and what it meant, that you might use this time to encourage our hearts and minds, strengthen our confidence in you, deepen our love for you. And we pray this in his precious name. Amen. Well, uh, it's been a long time since I've had the chance to battle against the children. Last year I wasn't here for the uh, Christmas services, I wasn't around uh, we haven't even had any children in the services since the lockdown, and next Sunday is my last Sunday as the Vicar of St Stephen's, so I'm not going to have any other opportunities. And long-term members of St Stephen's will know that I have dominated the St Stephen's children for years. Year after year, you children have had no joy, no luck, most importantly, no victories, because I have won every single time. Unlike the Crusaders, who lose fairly often, I am yet to be defeated. And so this morning, in a few moments, I'm going to dominate the children again so that I can retire. This time next week, my goal is to retire completely undefeated. 
in my entire time here at St. Stephen's. But first, before we get to the competition, I just want to share a few things. Today we've been thinking about the Christmas story, and we've been reminded that the Christmas story, as I said at the beginning, didn't begin with the birth of Jesus. It actually began way back before. The first reading we heard was of God creating the world. But in Genesis chapter 3, one of the first things that happens is that the good world, the very good world that God created, fell. You and I live in a world today, but perhaps we wouldn't call it good because we see misery and pain and difficulties around us. And you can kind of think, well, what went wrong with the world? Did God not do a good job? No, God did a very good job. We mucked it up. At the fall, things went wrong. And the whole Old Testament really shows us that there's nothing that we can do as human beings to fix what went wrong. All the things that are wrong with the world today started back at the fall. If you have a think about the main things that happened at the fall, they're still the problems that you and I suffer with and face in this world today. First thing that happened once the fall happened was that Adam and Eve covered themselves because now they were embarrassed. And that's a picture, really, of human relationships being wrong. That still causes so many problems in the world today. Humans causing problems, hurt and pain and difficulty for other humans. The next thing that happened in the garden that went wrong was that God didn't walk amongst the people anymore because they'd broken the relationship with him. The number one problem that people still have in the world today is this emptiness because they don't have a good relationship with God. And people look to try and find completeness or fulfillment or satisfaction and all these different things, but you only find it in a relationship with the one who created you. So this wrecked relationship with God. No secure home. They were kicked out of the garden, Adam and Eve, at the fall. And ever since then, we've longed for a place where we can feel safe and secure and know that we're comfortable and we can't find it in this world. And, of course, the last one that came in was death. And death continues to be the problem that more than anything else shows us that something's wrong with this world. And what the readings and what the whole Bible tells us is there's nothing that you and I can do to sort this issue out. Only the coming of Jesus could do that. Only Jesus, who we're calling this year the new hope, uh, that's the tagline for the Christmas services, nothing human beings could do could fix anything, only Jesus. But then comes this wonderful moment as the baby is born, as God's son becomes a human being and then lives and dies for us. It's a great, great truth that is in the Christmas story. Now, in the last reading that Milton read to us, there were three incredible verses that came in a row. Two I find very sad, but one has got an enormous encouragement. And I want us to look at those three verses this morning. The first one is verse 10. Have a look at it behind me. He, that's Jesus, was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. Now, just think about that for a moment. How does that happen? If Jesus is God and God made the world and the moment Jesus comes to the world, he's the one who made it, the world doesn't even recognise him. Some of you may have seen that uh, programme, Undercover Boss. I've never seen it, but I know what it it is. You have bosses who own these competition uh, uh, companies who dress up in disguise and go into the company and no one knows that it's really them. Well, this is like that, but on a much bigger scale. Jesus had made the world and yet people couldn't recognise him. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, I would have recognised him. Would you? I'm going to test your recognition skills right now. 
This is the competition time. I'm going to show you some slides, and I've done things to make them a little trickier than normal to recognise them, and I'm going to see if you can guess them. And because our tagline, Christmas tagline, is a new hope, was the poster up before, Claire? The, this is the ha handout that we're giving for invitations. That picture kind of reminds me of Star Wars, and A New Hope is the name of one of the Star Wars movies. So these are all to do with Star Wars. Everything that you're about to see is Star Wars related. That's the only clue you get. There are 12 you've got to guess. To win this morning, you have to get 10 at least. Oh, don't whine, you big babies. This is not a everyone gets a participation medal kind of service. This is a you've got to win and dominate service. You have to win. You have to get at least 10 out of the 12. If you miss three of them, undefeated at the end. That's how it goes. Now, there are a couple, uh, most of them are three pictures, and they get increasingly easy. You can have a couple of guesses for each one. Uh, but at that point, it's over, and you, if you haven't got it, you haven't got it. So I'm going to ask Mel if she can come up and help me. She'll give out a chocolate. There's 12 chocolates here. If there's more than two left over, you've lost at the end. So I get any chocolates which are left over. So the first one is, let's just, this is an easier one. Uh, if you think you know who this person, character, person connected with Star Wars is, put your hand up. Mel will um, tell me who to guess, uh, who to point to, and then I'll do it. So the first one is, any guesses? Yeah. Let's just try it. another one. And one more. Yeah, that's very disappointing. Yep, you get a chocolate. Come on up and uh, Mel will throw a chocolate to you as soon as she thinks she can hit you. Come forward a little bit, just a little bit. Righto, second one, first slide. Here we go. They get harder now, so let's see. Did Mackenzie have the R2-D2 is wrong. Don't, don't feel bad. I love that. I love that you got that wrong. That's totally fine. Now we'll move to the second one, which makes it a little bit easier. Oh, suddenly everyone's an expert. No, not Darth Vader. Oh, you get last chance and you're gone. Last one comes up. Correct. Well done, Kylo Ren. <clears throat> Mel, anyone who gets one right, do not answer them again. We'll pick people that look really slow. Right, number three. Next one up. Not blurred this time. It's just the bagel bun haircut. Joel Haywood, I'm told, had hand up first. Who? Are you sure, Joel? Are you confident? Let's check. Yes, you're right. Well done. Well done. Okay, well done, Joel. Next one. A bit of a blur. Who was? Liam was first. Pardon? Let's check again. Check one more time. Well done. Well done. Okay, I've got a bonus. I've got a bonus chocolate for the person who can do the best Chewbacca impression. I'm going to guess Miriam. 
that's favouritism. <laughs> right, you're getting, you're getting pretty confident. They're not all going to be this easy. They're not all going to be this easy. Next one. There was a hand. Levi. Levi. Stormtrooper. Wrong. I knew you'd think that. Next one. I'm hearing a lot of parents helping children here. A lot of cheating going on. But that's fine. That's Christmas time. And I'm very confident. Who? Sorry, who? Oh, Theo. Yes? Oh, you've pulled back? That's okay. That's fine. Who? How do you spell it? Darn it. Finn is right. Well done. Chuck it. Next one. Ooh, suddenly people aren't. Oscar. No, no, definitely. The parents are saying no, so I want to ask Oscar. Yes, Oscar? Oh, sorry, Oscar. Any others? Yeah, David? Queen Armadillo. Sounds like a... Uh, is there another name for her? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I'll go and give it. Yep, we'll give that. Thank you. Well done. There's an age limit now. Next one's only two slides. You only get two guesses. If you don't get it in the two, you're gone. First one. Correct. Well done. Another bonus if one person can say one line that Darth Vader says in any movie. No, just yell it out. Yeah. You had a chocolate for being embarrassed. Uh, next one, number eight. Anyone? Oh, yes? Jar Jar Binks is right. Pass it over. Uh, three to go. Four to go. Next one. Levi. Correct. Well done. Darn it. Okay, next one. There's only two slides. You get one picture of the person and then that's it. Oh. Good guess for me because that's not right. That was a good guess, though. Very good guess. Uh, yeah, anyone? Sir Alec Guinness, you calling out, Carol? The late Sir Alec Guinness is wrong, which means I get that one. Who is this? Frank Oz, who you will know as the voice of Yoda. Suddenly the Christmas spirit's gone. There's a lot of strange people in Star Wars. And you've got two left. You have to get one of them. Next one. <laughs> oh, someone got their hand up? Anthony Daniels is right, Steve. Have a look. 
Don't you reckon he looks like him? He totally looks like him. And the last one. I'm going to ask Iman. Iman, who? George Lucas is correct. Well done. Right. Thanks for ruining my Christmas, St. Stephen's. I will admit this because I've never admitted it before. You won. St. Stephen's won. Congratulations, children. Now, just to remind you, we just did something fun about something which was actually pretty sad. Jesus came to the world and the world didn't recognise him. But it's not just that the world didn't recognise him. Look at the next verse. The very next verse says, He came to that which was his own, but his own didn't receive him. So God gives the world Jesus as a present. Some people don't recognise him. Even more people don't receive him. Now think about that for a moment. I shared this a few years ago, but there was a, a few years ago our youngest daughter Laura came home from school one day and she was in tears and very upset. And when we got to the bottom of what it was, she'd made some Christmas cards for some friends. She'd spent a lot of time kind of making some cards and putting colour and writing some words on. And she'd given one of the Christmas cards to one of her friends and she watched her friend kind of open it and just throw it straight in the bin. And there's a, it kind of breaks your heart when you hear that, Don't, doesn't it? And yet that's what so many people in this world do to God. We do not receive the gift that he's given us. He's given us so much, this whole world, every breath that you and I draw, every relationship that we have, every good bit of food and drink that we receive, all comes from the hand of God, the same God who then gives us Jesus, his son, and yet so many people will not receive it. So there are people who don't recognise him, there are people who don't receive him. But then in verse 12, there's some wonderful news. If you have a look at the verse behind me, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This is the great news of Christmas. If we do recognise Jesus, if we do receive him, and that means we thank God for him, we love him, we follow him, we trust him, then this says we become part of God's family. We become sons and daughters of God himself. It's an incredible truth of Christmas. And all we have to do is receive the gift. It doesn't cost us anything. That's all you do when you get a gift, isn't it? You just receive it. It would be pretty strange if next week on Christmas morning, if you woke up and unwrapped one of the presents under the tree and let's say it was a new watch and you said, oh, thank you so much, Mum and Dad, for that watch. How much do I owe you for it? You don't do that. You just receive and then say thanks. And this Christmas, that's what I want to encourage all of us to do with the greatest gift ever given. It'd be great if we could recognise it, because not everyone does. It'd be even better if we receive it, because if we receive this gift of Jesus Christ, then we get the privilege of being part of God's family. I pray that you and I will do just that this Christmas, and because of it, it will be a wonderful Christmas. Uh, I'm going to sit down now. Let me pray, and then I'm going to ask uh, Amy and Grace to come forward. They've got an item for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful truth of Christmas. And I pray that every person who's here this morning, every person uh, watching online, would know who Jesus is, receive him with thankfulness in their hearts, and because of that, have the wonderful privilege of being your family. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.